1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's July 21st, it is 2023. We have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eisner, Isaac19. Keith, what's happening, my friend?
2: Not too much, man. Ready for this uh, marathon day to be winding down, finally. Uh, we were talking pre-show a little bit Uh early start for me with the split slate for mlb we had like what three noon games or something like that um and just wrapping up with the podcast here this evening so been a long day but ready to get in and, and break down this friday slate
1: yeah it should be a fun slate pitching um really interesting um there's a, a really couple really really good spots and then there's some like do we take a risk on this spot type of stuff um what's up YouTube chat. Hope you're all having a fantastic Thursday night. Um, Thursday base day slate was great for me. Um, I had a really good slate. It was the exact thing that I talked about on the podcast yesterday. Lorenzen, Barnes, Braves. Like, that was my team that did really well. Um, so, um, it helps when you have low-owned Braves and you have the two guys that score a ton of points. So, um, yeah, man. If 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 he can get that kind of stuff right, sometimes it's really nice. Um, and I was just on it. You know, sometimes you're not, listen, there's plenty of times that I'm not, but, uh, it was a good, good Thursday slate. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's get into this Friday slate. Like I said, a lot to talk about 11 games, not too bad. Uh, we're used to having like 14, 15 games here. So, Kansas City at New York facing the Yankees, eight and a half total. Yankees a two fifteen favorite. Schmidt and Marsh facing off against each other here. Um, Any interest at 5K for Alec Marsh?
2: He's been striking a ton of guys out. Strikeout rates over 30%, 31.8, but it's coming with a ton of walks also. Um, I don't think we need to do it. I think I'd rather play Schmidt on the other side, just a little bit better matchup for him. I don't think you're crazy though. If you if you wanted to throw some darts in large field tournaments, five K for somebody with a strikeout rate over thirty percent. If he if he keeps the walks under control, there's a shot he could he could put a pretty big score here. But I think I think I leave him on the shelf today. Like the price tag,
1: um, obviously the Yankees they're dealing with some injuries, and I feel like we say that every year. Um, but it's such a tough matchup going into Yankee Stadium too. Um, You know, the ballpark, the lineup. Alec Marsh is a young, talented prospect. Um, I've talked about him a few times already this year. He finally kind of did his thing against Tampa. He kind of showed us, like, what he is capable of in that Tampa game. Um, Do people overreact to that? Maybe. I mean, when you click on a 5K guy and you see he's coming off a 28 against Tampa, you're like, all right, maybe I should, you know, take some shots here. But uh, large field tournaments, I don't know if I'd talk you off of it um three entry max I probably don't need to get there um but listen I I'm a much more higher risk reward type player so like Alec Marsh is the type of guy that like if I was if I liked him enough I would play him uh you mentioned Clark Schmidt on the other side of this game liking him I mean what's not to like Kansas City is bad talked about Lorenzen yesterday this team's just not a, a team you're worried about um Clark Schmidt is a guy that's capable of six plus strikeouts. You're really just kind of worried about one or two hitters in this lineup. Um, Salvador Perez kind of banged up still. He's been in the lineup here recently, but um, yeah, I mean, Clark Schmidt at 6,200. I think you nailed it when you're like, I'd rather go to the other side of this game.
2: Yeah, it's a great price tag. It's probably as good of a matchup as you can ask for. Kansas City's really bad, like you mentioned. Uh, Fifth highest strikeout rate against righties in all of baseball schmidt's above average with the strikeouts at 23.3 percent walk rates excellent at 6.6 percent and he threw 92 pitches his last time out which is perhaps the most intriguing thing like th- i would say that's the one concern is the leash but the fact that he he made it up to 92 pitches in cores um i feel pretty good about him here in this spot
1: all right um bats anything for kansas city
2: yeah, I mean, it's it's still Yankee Stadium. You can always look for home runs. Um, I don't know. that It's probably not a full stack for me. They're super cheap outside of Witt and Perez, and even they're a little bit cheaper than we're used to seeing them. Uh, Witt's at 4,800, Sal Perez at 4,300. Those are your first two looks, I would say. Uh, but then trying to find a cheap home run, I suppose there are, are worse things that you can do. Um, Isbell at 2,600, if he's near the top of the order again, um, Prado has struggled quite a bit. Like it's, it's not a talented lineup by any means. Melendez has had a tough year. Uh, but I, I think taking shots as, on Witt and Perez as one-offs is fine.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't hate this spot for, um, gosh, what Nick Prado either. You know, he is a, a lefty that has some pop. So, I, you know, he's back. He came back uh, a couple, what, it was about a week ago, week and a half. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind him here at 2800. Yankees bats against Marsh I think this is a stack spot for me. Um, if anything, you know, I, Marsh is a talented pitcher. If he's having a bad game, I kind of think the stack is what's going to work. Um, I will say that like Bader dealt with like a, a rib contusion and left the game on Wednesday. We'll have to see if he's in the lineup or not. Um, any interest here in the Yankees bats?
2: Yeah. I I think you have to. Um, Marsh is a a big time strikeout guy, but he can struggle with the walks, which elevates the pitch count. If he, if he's out of the game early, you might get into the front end of this really bad Kansas city bullpen. So definitely think the Yankees are in play as a stack. Um, they're not very expensive either. Glaber's up at 4,900 Stanton at 4,700. Fine with both of those prices. Everybody else is cheap. Rizzo down at 4k Volpe at at 3,400. Um, peraza at, at 3,200 whoever's catching is going to be cheap so it, it's a, a, an affordable stack and i think there's a, a lot of upside here
1: yeah you got cabrera who cracks the lineup from time to time um mckinney if he cracks the lineup they're both like 23 and 2100 so san francisco at washington nine and a half total in this game the giants a 155 favorite we have alex wood going up against um jake Irvin. Any interest here in Alex Wood at six K against Washington?
2: He's just not going deep enough into games. Um, I don't know how many pitches we're going to get here. He was at sixty-seven last time out, seventy-two the time before that, fifty-seven the time before that. So, I mean, we're looking at like sixty to eighty pitches would be the absolute max, I think. I just I don't know if there's enough upside, even at a, at the low price of six K. Um, like Alex Wood is a, a decent enough pitcher. I'm not scared of Washington um, as an opponent, so it's a decent spot for him. I just don't know if we have we have the amount of pitches that we need here on a on a bigger slate. Other six K options that we we just talked about. Um, worried about upside for Alex Wood.
1: Yeah, Washington, like as bad as they are against right-handed pitching, they're actually decent against left-handed pitching. Um, one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball against left-handed pitching, second lowest behind Cleveland. They have a little bit of power against left-handed pitching as well. I don't think this is the spot I want to play Alex Wood for everything you highlighted with pitch count, Um, pitching deep into games, everything, really. So I'm going to pass on Alex Wood today. Uh, Any interest in Jake Irvin on the other side here?
2: No, just, uh, again, it's an upside thing for me. Strikeout rate is way down below 16%. Um, He walks too many guys. I'm not necessarily afraid of San Francisco, but um, not enough upside for Irvin for me.
1: Yeah, not, I mean, not like an overly dominant pitcher. Um, And the Giants can go pretty left-handed heavy against him. So I'm going to pass on Jake Irvin as well. Uh, Any interest in the the Giants' bats here? I should note, um, we talked about it the other day. Uh, Lamont Wade left the game with a hamstring injury the other night. He did not play on Thursday. Uh, J.D. Davis did not play on Thursday. He's dealing with an illness. Um, Any interest in the Giants'
2: lukewarm at at best um Irvin definitely not a guy that that I'm afraid of but I just I don't like stacking the Giants ever they pinch hit too much now they're dealing with a bunch of injuries um Wade's been dealing with with something it seems like all season long um he's had that back injury now now it's a hamstring just seems to be constantly beat up so even if he's in the lineup I wouldn't touch him I do like Jock Peterson at 4,400 um Sable at 3,700. If he's in the lineup, is okay. Conforto at 3,500. There are some pieces here. I, I wouldn't mind them as maybe a, a little mini stack or even using some of them as, as cheaper one offs, but probably not a full stack for me. Pitch
1: hit risk. Um, always the the reason that I'm iffy at best on this team. Um, any interest in Washington?
2: Again, maybe maybe cheap mini stacks. Lane Thomas's price considered continues to be elevated. He's up at forty eight hundred. He's been really good against lefties, but I don't think I'm paying forty eight hundred for him against wood. Candelario at thirty eight hundred, I don't mind. Manessas at thirty five hundred. Yeah, I mean, just Stone Garrett at twenty eight hundred. Call probably hits in the nine hole. Twenty seven hundred. It'd be a cheap three man for me if I was doing it.
1: I don't mind like two cheap bats and Lane Thomas. Um, Lane Thomas has been fantastic against left-handed pitching this season. I don't hate Abrams lefty-lefty if he hits in that leadoff spot. Um, he's only like 3,300. He's been stealing a lot of bases. Um, and then, honestly, whoever catches uh, for Washington, whether it be Adams or Reese, uh, either one of these guys, I think are very much in play against the lefty all right we're heading to boston we got the mets and the red sox facing off against each other here nine and a half total again feels like that's a common theme today nine totals um it is singa and paxton it's been a really close pick'em game any interest here in singa at 9600
2: yeah i think highlighting the total is important here because we have two pretty good pitchers um but it's it's Fenway Park. It's hot, getting hot everywhere now. We're in the middle of the summer, um, so we're going to see elevated offense. It's a. I think you can take shots on Senga. I don't love the price at ninety six hundred. Boston is a, a low strikeout opponent, but Senga has won in tough matchups before. Um, he's. I think he's going to be pretty low owned because of some of the other studs that we have on the slate. Um, but just for some context, he put up twenty five DK points against the Dodgers. 41 against Arizona. Those are two really good offenses. So even though it's a tough matchup, uh, a tough, a massive ballpark downgrade for him going from City Field to Fenway, it's it's one of the biggest that you can get. Very risky spot, but I, I do think there's upside here.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at his last month, his pitch count average is 103. His strikeout rate is up 4%. His walk rate is down 4%. Um, his ISO is down 40. Like, lot of good positive signs um from singa here over the last month uh barrel rate in that time period 2.3 percent 2.3 percent um that's really really good um i like singa I, you know i don't mind picking on my red Sox. i feel like at the beginning of the year we talked about just how much oh hey the red Sox don't strike out yada 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 they're still really good offense but their strikeout rates up to 21 and 21 and a half like this isn't a 18% strikeout rate team anymore. Like they they came back to planet earth. So um, I think Singa is really interesting for tournaments here. And I think Paxton's really interesting for tournaments on the other side of this game. We know that Paxton's had the upside with his strikeout ability. Um, Only 63 pitches last time out. He's just getting shellacked by your Cubs. Um, It wasn't pretty. So, um, the Mets are a team that I'd much rather pick on with left-handed pitching. They strike out a lot more against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, Paxton and Singa, I think, are both great tournament options here.
2: Yeah, si- similar high upside play here, uh, although it comes with a ton of risk. Um, we're still talking about Fenway Park. The Mets have been just so frustrating. They're part of the reason why they killed my my early slate on Thursday. Um, just They were popular, and they did not do anything. Um, so I think definitely a high upside spot for Paxton. They strike out more versus lefties, like you mentioned, um, and Paxton flashed the strikeout ability this year. So definitely in play.
1: Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like I said, I think both these pitchers are in play, and that's what you get for playing chalky Mets. By the way,
2: um. <laughs> I didn't play a ton of them, but <laughs> no, I know. It it was... just, I had so many like Burns Kirby lineups that just did had nothing from the bats. It was brutal. Oh.
1: can't all play the Braves, I guess. (laughs) All joking aside, um, Bats, anything on the Mets?
2: Probably looking for home runs here. Pete Alonso has been ice cold recently, but I'm just going to keep playing this guy. He's going to come out of it eventually. Huge ballpark upgrade, like I mentioned, uh, going from one of the worst home run parks to one of the best. Um, Lindor certainly in play. Alvarez is is thirty nine hundred. Tommy Pham left the game early, so I think it sounds like he's going on the IL. That takes away a cheap bat who's who's been hitting pretty well here recently. Um, Probably not a full stack because this Mets lineup is just struggling so much. But I I really like the three man of Alonzo, Lindor, Alvarez.
1: Maybe Mark Kana draws a good lineup spot with Pham out. Um, That could be a nice little value play there, like Pete Alonzo call. Uh, Lindor has been crushing left-handed pitching and definitely on Alvarez
2: they just called up Vientos as well he's 2500 he he's got some big power as a prospect um, he hasn't been able to figure it out in the majors yet um, but interesting cheapy
1: you know you piqued my interest with that um, Boston Bats any interest in, against Singa here
2: Boston's priced up a little bit. It's a big total, so I, I think you can stack them. Senga is known to have control issues. If he comes out and just doesn't have it on a given day and you get a long reliever in there, all of a sudden you're in a fantastic spot. So I, I think if I'm playing Boston, I'm, I'm full stacking him.
1: I think I'm out. Like looking at like the barrel rates and everything I was talking about with Senga, Um, I think I'm just going to respect how well he's been pitching and think that even if the Red Sox get to him, it's not going to be like an eight run get to him kind of spot. So, and it, I think it helps that their pricing is a little high today. Philadelphia at Cleveland taking on the Guardians, eight and a half total here again, really close to a pick'em game. Uh, Philly's like a one eighteen favorite. We got Ranger Suarez against Gavin Williams. Any interest here in Ranger Suarez?
2: Cleveland just doesn't strike out enough. Um, Suarez was racking up strikeouts when he first came back this season, but he's kind of fallen off here recently. Um, he's allowed at least three earned runs in each of his last three starts. And that includes starts against Miami and Washington. They're really bad offenses, both a little bit better against lefties, but still the fact that, that he wasn't able to find ceiling games in, in either of them, probably out here uh, against a low strikeout Cleveland team.
1: Yeah. 8k, um, worries me a little bit. Like you were talking about how, how good he was at the beginning coming back and then like. He's his his velocity has just dipped big time. Um enough where it's like concerning to me. So his cutter when he was coming back and striking everybody out was averaging like 89 uh 89 and a half range. Like his last couple outings, 86.8, 87.5, 87.7. Um I, that's not what you want to see. His fastball has been a little bit slower as well, but I mean, just velocity issues definitely correlate and i mean from what we're seeing right now he's not worth the 8k price tag against a low strikeout cleveland team so i'm with you i'm not on sores today i love picking our cleveland because i don't think they have a ton of power but i need we need some strikeouts and he just hasn't
2: been producing them
1: gavin williams on the other side of this game any interest in williams here against philadelphia
2: just, I don't think that we need him today. Um, love, love him as a prospect. I, I've played him a bunch this year. He hasn't quite figured out the the strikeout stuff yet. Um, he's he's below twenty percent on the season. He's really talented. He's going to figure it out and be a, a big time strikeout pitcher eventually. I think. Not quite there yet. Um, I probably probably leave him on the shelf today on a big bigger slate. I mean, I watched some of the Burns um, start, and
1: Philadelphia just looks checked out. It's really early in the year. Not really early, but it's early enough where it's really concerning. If you're a Philadelphia fan uh, watching this team right now, they they look checked out. Um, and, I mean, I don't understand why. It's not like they're playing bad. They're still second in the NL East, and they're very much in the playoff conversation. But um, they look checked out. So, But I don't think Williams is the guy I want to play. But I also – wouldn't talk you off of playing him in like a large field tournament where it's very top heavy and you want to stack like a a popular stack today. Um, I wouldn't talk you off of it. We're about to talk about lively and Henry pitching against each other in Cincinnati. Um, we have plenty of good chalky bats to pay up for today. Um, if you want to take a shot on like a Williams, instead of going all the way down to like Schmidt who we talked about earlier, With that said, um, I think Philadelphia is interesting today. I mean, I keep getting burned by them and going back to it. What are your thoughts here on Philly?
2: Yeah. The, the ballpark downgrade is, is not ideal going into Cleveland. If it were in Philly, I would have quite a bit of interest here. Uh, being in Cleveland, I'm more lukewarm on them. I Like I said, I do think Williams is a very talented pitcher. He's still a young pitcher working his way through things at this point. So, they're not out of play for me. Um, I'm just having trouble with the full stack. Like To do the premium Turner, Harper, Schwarber, Real Muto, it's, it's really expensive. Um, and I'm not sure that they have the upside, just the way they're playing and with the ballpark downgrade. Certainly don't mind hunting home runs. Schwarber at 4,600 is, is a bat that I will certainly u- at least use as a one-off. Um, I don't mind mini stacks here either, but probably not a full stack for me.
1: Uh Any interest in Cleveland against Suarez.
2: No, um just like you said, no no power on this team whatsoever. Um Suarez is, is an above average pitcher even if he's going through some things right now with his velocity. I just this Cleveland team, how many times are they going to win a slate? They have been better recently, I'll give them that, but um but still just not a team I like to stack.
1: Maybe a cheap one-off righty. Uh, I think if you're going to target Suarez, it, it would be the right-handed hitters here. That's where he's really been struggling. Um that's where like his cutter kind of gets him out of trouble sometimes, and it just hasn't been. So, um, it would be a right handed bat. But again, like, there's a reason that we like to pick on Cleveland. Not a very good offense. Arizona at Cincinnati, 10.5 total. Probably not high enough. Um, Reds, a 130 favorite here. We got Henry and Lively facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in Tommy Henry? Nope. He has been, like, putting together some starts um, where. He hasn't been pitching terrible. Um, I mean, that's all I got. You know, Uh, I'll be nice. Like, that is his strikeout rates up a little bit. He's been better, Woba wise. Um, But some of his advanced stats definitely suggest that he's been getting a little lucky. So um, I I think that for me, I'm going to pass on Henry. (laughs) I'm going to pass on Henry. Uh, And I I know for a fact I'm going to pass on Ben Lively on the other side of this game,
2: too. Yeah, I'm I'm out on lively as well.
1: Yeah, well, you don't like his um, his 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 massive uh, splits and how much he struggles against lefties and Arizona's good lefties in Cincinnati. What's up with that?
2: Yeah, no, no, thanks. Um, this is this is going to be a fun game, but it's not going to be because of the pitching.
1: Yeah, this is a great spot for bats. Uh, let's talk Arizona first. I mean, obviously, you have all your like big-name guys here. I did want to point out that Dominic Canzone is up with the big league club. He hit fifth against Atlanta on Thursday. He's 2,100. If he hits fifth against Lively, he's going to be massive chalk, and I might just eat it. I just nom, 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 right in. The, just, <laughs> you know, right in. Uh, but, yeah, love love cheap value. Hit his first home run um, on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, this guy has some power. This guy was hitting the ball really, really well in AAA.
2: Yeah, I, I love that call. Um, there's some cheap guys, an, another cheap guy on the other side. His price is coming up a little bit, but love, love this time of year where we start to get some prospects. It, it just helps with roster construction to have guys near minimum price who are, are more talented than their price tag. Uh, Canzone definitely fits fits that mold. Love the stack in general. Love chasing home runs. Whatever you want to do, play play all the bats here. Uh, Carroll and Marte, obviously, elite options. Uh, Walker, even though he's a righty, I still like him quite a bit. Rivera is cheap. He's been hitting everything recently. Um, McCarthy is a cheap option with power and speed. Just love love the Arizona stack here. Um,
1: I like Arizona, and I definitely like Cincinnati. You know, this is a team that. I feel like we have been playing a lot here um, over the last month, and I don't think there's really a reason to stop today. Um, You know, Steer is someone that I really like. Uh, If Luke Malley catches, he's been great against left-handed hitters this year or pitchers. La Cruz has been a lot worse um, from the right side of the plate, but I would still play him in this spot. Um, McLean, he's expensive, but I would play him. But um, And Carson on Strand is someone that I definitely think we could play here at 3K to save some money um, love the fact that like steer got moved to third base outfield. And now we can play um, in Carson on strand with steer. Um, but now you can't play him with Votto, but that's fine. Um, I'd rather play in Carson on strand in this one.
2: Yeah. And Karnassi on strand at three K is just insanely underpriced for this spot. Um, love him. Love McLean, even though he's expensive, he's been awesome against lefties as well. Love the steer call. Um, this is just a really talented offense. They're they're a little bit more left-handed than you would like. Um, but still, I, I don't, I don't mind playing some of these guys lefty lefty. They'll come with lower ownership. And I think Henry is, is not long for this game.
1: Yeah, this is a great spot. Love the game stack here. This is a game that's very, very game stackable type of game. A lot of runs projected to be scored in this one. Dodgers and Rangers, nine total in this game. Pick'em game. Uh, Dodgers a slight favor. we got Heaney and Gonsolin facing off against each other. Uh, Any interest here in Tony Gonsolin?
2: This is a a leash thing for me as well, Uh, same as what we talked about with Alex Wood, Uh, and it's a matchup thing as well. Texas has has been an awesome offense this season. Gonsolin does not work deep into games. Pulled at 54 pitches his last time out. Um, He's probably going to land somewhere in that 70 to 80 range he just doesn't have enough leash for this matchup
1: nailed it i mean um that's the exact thoughts i had um so i don't have anything else to add andrew heaney tough dodgers team i don't think they're as tough um against left-handed pitching as they are against right-handed pitching you know they're ranked fourth against right-handed pitching and let you know, fifth against left-handed pitching so i mean not as tough um
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Over key said. (laughs) Sorry, I was reading something. I wasn't, I was barely paying attention to you. Oh,
1: uh, you're good. I didn't catch Uh, it, sorry. (laughs)
2: Oh man, it was such a good one. No,
1: I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Any interest in Andrew Heaney
2: here? So, this is the cheaper version of the like Paxton Senga type play. Like, could he go out there and strike out a bunch of Dodgers? I suppose he could. It's probably more likely that he gives up four or five runs in this spot, um, including a couple of home runs. We know, like, we he's always had that home run problem. Um, Strikeouts are around 25% on the season. I don't love picking on the Dodgers, but he's only 7,200. I do think there's, there's potential for strikeouts here. Um, Just it's whether he can survive.
1: Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I'd rather go down, um, you know, going back to that first game and play Schmidt and just eat the chalk and find some low and secondary stack to pair with a pair with it. But um, any interest in the Dodgers bats here?
2: They're expensive and those strikeouts of Heaney, I think limit, limit their upside a little bit. Um, you can certainly chase home runs here. I just, I don't know if I'm stacking against Heaney. He, he does have control problems. So if you can find a way to fit him, it's certainly viable. I think I play him more as, as chasing home runs. Um, love JD Martinez at 5,200. Will Smith, if you want to pay up at catcher at 5,600. Um, like, a lot of their power like I Outman I, I don't love Lefty Lefty he's cheap but tougher tougher matchup for him facing the lefty Chris Taylor is is 3k I don't mind that but Love JD Martinez that that's really the the one power one off that I want to play for sure
1: uh Deluca De um Deluca got recalled Wednesday um they sent Mariznick back or he went on the IL uh so um he's 2k so he he has like stolen base type speed and like home run power so you could play him at 2k um if you wanted to take some like if you wanted to play him and taylor because chris taylor's like three k and then like get like bet's um smith jd and like do a dodger stack like no one's gonna tell you not to take a dodger stack if you like them um heaney can get wild the stack can easily work out um needs a guy that from time to time will get blown up like he, there's no issues where mm-hmm. like Heaney can go out and give up six, seven runs, multiple home runs. So, um, I don't hate this spot for the Dodgers stack, especially if like they're just going to be lower owned because it's because of their pricing and stuff. But De- DeLuca and Taylor would really make the stack a lot easier to fit in with good pitching. Um, Texas against Gonsolin. Garcia is dealing with um, it was like a forearm or something, right? He got hit or something. Um, I think he got hit by a pitch or something in the forearm on Wednesday, so he is uh, banged up right now. We'll see if he's back in there or not. Uh, any interest in the Texas here, Rangers? Texas Rangers? Any interest in Texas? <laughs>
2: um, the pricing is tough for me. I I respect Gonsolin as a pitcher. I just don't want to play him in DFS because he doesn't go deep but he's a guy that just always figures out a way to, to limit runs against him. Um, Texas is an awesome offense They're, I think they're stackable in, in any matchup. I certainly wouldn't try to talk you off of it. If you wanted to do it, I just, I don't think I'm getting there today just because of the pricing. Um, I, I know I want to pay up for Shohei. there's some other expensive stacks that I prefer.
1: All right. Atlanta at Milwaukee. I mean, again, nine and a half total. Um, Common theme today, but
2: uh, pick him game Sorka against
1: Peralta. uh Any interest here in Mike Sorka?
2: He's cheap. I, I've played him quite a bit here, just hoping that he f- figures out that Cy Young form. Uh, he, it was a long, long layoff, and he's clearly knocking off some rust still. I'm not afraid of Milwaukee. I probably take some shots on him again today. Depends on how much Schmidt I end up wanting or needing. Um, I think Soroka's in play. I, I know it had some of his starts haven't been pretty, but I, I do think he's a a really solid pitcher, and he'll eventually get back to that form. Um, maybe this is a matchup he does it.
1: Milwaukee is a beautiful offense um, as well. Like I think they only have one guy in their projected lineup to have a strikeout rate under twenty percent against right pitching. He, uh, and don't be alarmed by like his 30 pitch outing last time out. Um, he had to work out of the bullpen um, when Allard got hurt. So um, he had like left nerve damage or something. So um, don't worry about that. He should be fully stretched out. That was a, I mean, just a, a situation. Emergency where they, situation. Yeah. Emergency. Yeah. Yep. So I'm um, not concerned about that. He should go 95 plus pitches if he's pitching well. Milwaukee's a beatable team. I think he's an excellent pivot in tournaments off of Clark Schmidt. Um, You know, we just got done talking about hey, do we take shots on, um, gosh, Heaney? I would rather take shots on Sorka instead of Heaney, but that's me. Um, I am no chance playing Freddie Peralta. Like Freddie Peralta, he has strikeout stuff, but Atlanta is no, nope.
2: Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta is just as elite as elite gets. Last year, we picked on them with strikeouts a little bit. They haven't been striking out this year. Uh, they're down at 21% versus righties or something like that. Um, I actually have it right here. 21.4% um, versus righties, 23rd in baseball, 8th lowest. So they're just not striking out. They have ridiculous power all throughout the lineup. I'm I'm not touching Freddie.
1: Nope, no chance. Um, I mean, stack Atlanta every single day. Like, I am... I am a firm believer in this offense, and we talked about it with Houston a few years ago where you just played them every single day. Atlanta is on one. Like, you stack them every single day. Like, if you're making more than one team, you're going to have an Atlanta stack every single day.
2: Yep, completely agree. Um, They're expensive. You probably don't get Shohei Otani in that lineup. That's going to be okay. We've talked about plenty of cheap pitchers with upside. Um, I think there's, there's certainly ways to make it work like this is a team that can go out and put up 10 runs on any given night or more. Um, matchup against Peralta is fine. Yeah. There's, he has strikeout stuff, but he also struggles with walks. Um, Atlanta is is somebody you need to play every day. I agree. They're very good. They're good at hitting the baseball. Indeed.
1: Uh, the, the Milwaukee <laughs> side of this game. Um, I don't typically get excited to play Milwaukee. Like, Willie Adamas, I think is always fine. I think you could potentially take shots in Yelich. Um, he's 4,900 now. Like Yelich is low key having a really good year, he like is. really good year. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he's also like, you're paying 4,900 for him now. Um, I mean, Adamas and Yelich would be my two favorites here. I don't hate it. Um, not a team I'm going to like get there most of the time.
2: Yeah. Like I said, I think Soroka is, is a very talented pitcher. I'm, um, and I don't think Milwaukee is a very talented offense. So probably don't end up with much. Yellich is a one-off. I don't mind at all, um, but not not stacking.
1: Um, Moving on. White Sox twins. Lynn and Ryan facing off against each other, eight and a half total. The twins, a 175 favorite.
2: Uh, any interest here in Lance Lynn? I do have interest in Lance Lynn. It's never comfortable rostering him. It's been a very inconsistent season for him. But he has these spike games where he just is striking out everybody. He's got an 11 strikeout game against Toronto, a 16 strikeout game against Seattle. Um, I think there was one more. Yeah, Tampa Bay, he had double digits. This Minnesota team, this was way back in April, so don't not necessarily counting on the double-digit strikeout game, but Minnesota strikes out a ton highest strikeout team in all of baseball Lynn has strikeout abilities he's 7600 he might be really frustrating and walk a bunch of people and give up a bunch of home runs but he also might go out there and strike out 10 so I think he needs to be in your tournament pool
1: yeah I agree I mean my only concern um, I have interest in Lynn I'm not saying that I don't my only concern is they can go left-handed Kirloff Julian Walner um Castro Gallo there's still some strikeouts in those lefties so um I mean my concern would be the fact that like he's gonna face probably six lefties but I mean you're it's kind of factored into the price so and his walks have been a lot better um here recently compared to the first half of the season so uh, Joe Ryan, 10-6. When we're looking at the three studs on this slate, Otani, Valdez, Ryan. Um, then, you know, we obviously already talked about Singa and Paxton. I feel like we have Ryan, Valdez, Otani, and then slightly down. Um, so when we're looking at the three studs, they're very similar in price. I, I would have Ryan ranked third. Um, Otani, Valdez, really close, maybe 1A, 1B. But, like, Ryan, I feel like, is a third um he's a distant third for me he's capable of big games he could potentially be low owned in this spot so i mean that aspect is nice and his strikeouts have been solid um especially recently over nine strikeouts in three of his last five starts
2: good matchup um am i undervaluing ryan here I mean, I think he could certainly wind up the highest scorer on the slate, um, which is what you need to. Hit. That's how he's priced. Um, he's only 400 less than Otani, um, so that's what you need to compare him to. Is does he have the potential to beat Otani? And I think he does. Um, and Framber, obviously, with his fantastic matchup, puts him in this conversation as well. Then you've got the two guys below him with massive strikeout upside. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I just, I don't find a way to get to him on the slate. I don't think. Um, I know I'm going to want to be overweight on Otani. I probably go even or so on Framber, and then I want some of those 9K guys also. So that just doesn't leave me much, many more lineups uh, to play. Some Joe Ryan. I think he's a fantastic pitcher. I, I'm not afraid of the White Sox lineup. They, there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. They are getting a little bit healthier, and and Ryan just sits a tier below the other two elite pr- price pitchers. So I'm I'm completely with you. I just I don't think I get to him on this slate.
1: The one interesting thing that I will like make a, a, a point here for Ryan is Valdez and Otani are going to have much more ownership than Ryan, um, especially with yeah. the pricing so close. So like, if you are looking for some leverage, maybe that's Ryan. Um, any interest in the White Sox bats here?
2: No, no chance. Um, I think Ryan is an, an excellent pitcher. Um, he, he's tough to get blown up because he has excellent control. I just I don't see a reason to play play White Sox against Ryan on, on an eleven game slate. Yeah,
1: that's kind of how I feel. And then like Minnesota, they have some cheap lefties. If you want to chase like a home run with like a Julian or Gallo, um, Kepler, I would I would say like a one off Minnesota bat lefty um, and chase a home run against Lance Lynn is not the craziest idea.
2: I, I actually quite like it. I, I will have a bunch of Lance Lynn on this slate, but I I will also have a Minnesota stack. And plenty of exposure to those cheap lefties, like you mentioned, Lin has had a, a lefty home run problem. Even like going back to his elite days, he he was still beatable with lefty power. Gallo is is fantastic. Um, the other guys you mentioned as well, Kepler, Julian, like they're they're all around 3K and they all have big power. Um, that that's the way I would play it. Buxton's been dealing with injuries; he's been bad. I don't see a, a reason to pay up for him. Um, I think I just use the cheap guys and, and maybe I find one full stack that includes Buxton, uh, but mostly the cheap lefties is where I'm looking.
1: Yep. Um thinking the same way. Pittsburgh at LA taking on the angels, eight and a half total. The angels a one ninety favorite Otani and Oviedo facing off against each other. Um, any interest here in Juan Oviedo?
2: No, thank you. Um I know the Angels lineup is is watered down dealing with injuries. Um just Obiedo is is not very good. Not enough upside. Clark Schmidt's only 500 more. Um I don't think we need Obiedo.
1: Yeah, a lot of injuries here for sure. Um Yeah, very yeah, very very I don't know. The lineup sinks. Outside of a couple of guys, the lineup is not good. <laughs> Um, I don't think I could do it today. There's two other cheap pitchers that I like a lot more. But talk to me here about Otani, 11K going up against Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I mean, just massive, massive upside here. Um, th- over 32% strikeouts on the season. He has dealt with some walk issues. That can be frustrating at times. Uh, but, I mean, he's, he's Otani. He can go out there and strike out 10 or 12 in, in any given matchup. And this matchup against Pittsburgh is, is really good. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, we don't have to sit here and tell you why you should take shots on Otani. This is a a team that bottom, bottom 10, potentially bottom five offense against right-handed pitching this season. Um, Otani should pitch really well in this game. He should have a really good game. I have no interest in the Pittsburgh bats either. There's nothing that like, oh, I got to play this guy against Otani to get leverage.
2: Yeah, no, thanks. I'm out on Pittsburgh.
1: Uh, any interest in the angels bats here?
2: All these injuries, um, no Trout, no Drury, and you can't play Otani. So that, I mean, that takes away three of their top bats. It, there's not a lot left here. I do think Moniac's in play. It's probably just a one-off situation for me, though. Um, there's, it like, it, it's rough down this this lineup. Moustakis has been okay-ish. He's 2,700, so I'm probably just looking for a home run here, um, either with Moniac or, or Moustakis
1: moniac for sure um don't hate that call obviously if we could play otani i would have interest in him in this spot um tysis at catcher at 3k i don't hate that um yeah that's really it for me on the angels before we get into the houston and the oakland game we had a question in chat that i'll answer really quick um so stevie what's a good batters babbitt baseline number when picking batters versus pitcher 300 and up so babbitt is the average is 300 for BABIP. And if it, if someone has a 220 BABIP, it typically means they're going to regress towards 300. If someone has a 350 BABIP, it usually means they're going to regress to 300. Um, so 300 is your baseline number. If they're over 300 as a hitter, they could be getting lucky. Um, they could be really skilled and just hitting it where people are not. Don't get me wrong. But most of the time, like especially with pitching, if you have like a 210 BABIP for a pitcher, you're either a fly ball or ground ball guy, and you're getting lucky. Two ten is a really, really low number. Um, one of the lowest I have Babbitt I can remember seeing is like 270, 275 for a pitcher that was like elite pitcher. Um, so for a whole season. So I mean, for me, I don't really look at Babbitt outside of like, hey, is this guy getting a little lucky or unlucky? Um, I am a huge fan of WRC plus. WRC plus is one of my favorite stats when I'm looking at hitters and teams and kind of who I think is a lot better than what they're doing. So hopefully that helps you, Jeffro Mo Green. Houston at Oakland. Anything to add on that BABIP conversation, Keith? Um, I should have asked you before I moved on.
2: No, I think I think you nailed it. Um, I will note that faster guys generally have a slightly higher BABIP. Um, like you mentioned, yep. there are some other things um, that, that factor into that, but 300 is definitely a good baseline. You nailed it. Um, and then with WRC plus 100 as average, Houston
1: at Oakland, seven and a half total. The Astros, a 295 favorite. Um, Valdez and Sears, uh, let's talk Valdez in Oakland. Um, I mean, what's not to like about this spot outside of potential ownership?
2: Yeah, I mean, with Otani on the slate, I'm not even sure that he's going to be that owned. Um, but yeah, it, it's Oakland. Um, they were hitting really well against lefties early in the season they've fallen back significantly since then um they're all the way up to 11th highest in strikeout percentage against lefties Framber has been awesome this season uh his strikeouts have come up way up they're 27 and a half percent still elite with the ground balls still elite with the walk rate Framber's outstanding I like it's a pretty clear Otani one for me um I just I just always am chasing strikeouts with Otani and don't Valdez could certainly go out and strike out 10 Oakland bats also I just think that Otani does it a little bit more frequently um so I'll have slightly more exposure to Otani but make no mistake Valdez is is an elite elite option on this
1: yep um again he's this is a great spot uh JP Sears on the other side of this game Sears has actually been pitching pretty decent um like, low-key, really decent. I'm kind of interested. I mean, I want to see ownership. Like, if this becomes, like, one of those takes where, like, I feel like people are, like, oh, you know, we're getting onto this and, like, this starts to become popular, I could definitely just say, hey, there's other options in this range. But, like, if nobody's playing J.P. Sears today,
2: I don't hate this for large-field tournaments. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I Like, obviously, we haven't had a chance to to figure out roster construction completely talking about this as a first look the night before, but I kind of feel like paying up for an elite guy and then going down to the six K range for Schmidt or Sears is a very, very viable strategy that leaves you plenty of room to to get some elite bats in there. Even an elite stack. Um, I'm, I'm interested. Like Sears is a massive fly ball pitcher. He's in one of the best uh, ballparks in, in baseball for limiting home runs. He has, he's flashed some strikeout ability here recently. Houston still missing their big bats. I, I think he's in play for sure.
1: Put up 20 fantasy points against this team earlier this year. Um, it's an 11 game slate is 20 enough. It's, it, I mean, it's probably close. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's probably like a close situation. Like this guy floated around. He was drafted by Seattle, traded in New York, New York, traded him to Oakland. Um, he has good stuff. Like he's not like this, like bad pitcher by any means. So, um bats houston bats um and for what it's worth alvarez should be
2: back monday by the way
1: um houston bats any interest here
2: slight interest um i think the watered down lineup is it's tough um they've been really popular here recently they've been okay some nights and and not so great other nights I'm, i'm lukewarm on them um Tucker's fine lefty-lefty, but he's 6K, and it's it's Oakland, one of the worst hitters' parks in baseball. So I, I don't love this spot for them. It's part of why I want, want to play some Sears. Um, I think McCormick would be my favorite, options, favorite option. Jolks is still cheap at 3K, definitely in play. Dubon, if he's leading off, 4,100. Abreus, 3,600. Like, they're still really cheap. So even though I'm going to play some Sears, I probably have at least one Houston stack as well. Um, but I, I don't necessarily love the spot for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind, like, Jeremy Pena. I don't love the price tag. And then, like, uh, McCormick. I don't love Houston here. Like, overall, I mean, Bregman has been awful against left-handed pitching this season. Awful. Um, yeah, what's up with that? What's I don't here? know. It's, <laughs> it's something. Um, yeah, I mean, he has definitely been struggling big time against lefties this year. But, yeah, McCormick or Pena, I'm not stacking them. I wouldn't blame you for stacking them. Oakland's bullpen is still atrociously bad. So, like, if you could get Sears out in the fourth or fifth inning, you're still getting a lot of action against that bullpen. So, And he's not typically a guy that will throw, like, 100-plus pitches. So, it's, it's potentially there to get, like, a, a stack where you're getting a lot of at-bats against a bad bullpen. Uh, Oakland bats I got nothing I, I will play Oakland righties from time to time against left-handed pitching I'm not even touching or thinking about touching them against Valdez
2: yeah nor nor am I he's just his profile is so hard to to put up rallies on um, with his ground ball ability and he has plenty of strikeout ability as well
1: Toronto at Seattle is where we finish eight total in this game the Mariners are a 130 favorite here we got Miller and Kikuchi facing off against each other you say kikuchi any interest in him at 7700
2: i i definitely prefer lin i definitely prefer the 6k guys um i don't think i need him for that reason there's some strikeout ability here he's he's been much better with the walks this season i just there's too much power in the seattle lineup there's also plenty of strikeouts don't get me wrong he he could find a ceiling spot here i just I don't think I'd, I'd go there on the slate just because of some of the other cheap options we have.
1: I like Kikuchi um, tournaments only, obviously, you know, he, there is power in this lineup like Keith mentioned, but they also have a 26.3% strikeout rate against left-handed pitching this season. You look at this lineup and a ton of strikeout opportunity here. Julio Rodriguez is at 33 and a Hernandez is at 35%. Suarez is at 31 Um Cal Riley, assuming that he starts 27%. Like, there's some big strikeouts by these power guys. So, I mean, you're kind of fading, you know, a potential home run or two here. But being in Seattle, you know, nice little ballpark upgrade for the pitching anyway. So, um, I think Kikuchi's fine at 7,700 for just trying to target some strikeouts. Like, it might not work out. Uh, this is a lot of power. But I think, he, I think he's playable today um, at this price point. Bryce Miller on the other side of this game this dude has big big stuff against righties I'm so intrigued by Bryce Miller today um they don't go left-handed heavy like it's just not like Toronto can't go left-handed heavy this dude has fantastic strikeout stuff against righties 60% ground balls over the last month 45.5% strikeouts over the last month like Keith, talked me off of this. Uh, good luck trying to talk me off of this. He's one of my favorite <laughs> pitchers on the slate today.
2: Wow. Okay. Um, I, I like that call. I, I was lukewarm on him coming in. You've persuaded me a little bit. I am a huge Bryce Miller fan. Huge fan of the stuff. It grades out really well. His fastball is, is absolutely elite. This Toronto team has not been hitting that well here recently either. And like you mentioned, they're going to be a ton of righties in this lineup. Um, it's a ballpark downgrade for them as well, going from Toronto into Seattle. I'm I'm warming up to the idea after hearing you so strong on it. Um, I think uh, the the one hesitation I will have is the swing swinging strikes have been slightly down. Like he's he was a massive strikeout guy in in the minors, and I think he's going to be that eventually in the majors. He's not quite there yet. Um, plenty of talent in the the Toronto offense. Um, yeah, like hearing that you're you're on them and just how much I love Bryce Miller and, and think he he's super talented, I'm very intrigued. I mean, numbers don't lie. Like if you look at his stuff against righties and you look at
1: his pitch mix, he could have a monster game. Toronto's good enough they could beat anybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying I'm guaranteeing this guy to do anything. Like I just like the potential ceiling of this spot knowing that seven righties – maybe eight like i I don't know um i think the spot is low-key really good for miller who's very very splits very splits dominant um uh toronto bats i don't know man um i don't i am i think i'm just gonna ride the miller train here um i don't think i'm gonna play the toronto bats today
2: yeah I, i don't think i am either um they're expensive, and I have a ton of respect for Miller as as a pitcher. It's really the strikeouts that I'm concerned about at his 9100 price tag, but I don't see a need to uh, play Toronto against him.
1: Any interest in the Seattle bats here?
2: I think you can always stack against Kikuchi. You can always look for home runs against Kikuchi. Um, it's lukewarm. They're cheap. Um, outside of Julio Rodriguez, nobody's over 4K. I love Teoscar Hernandez at 3300 I think that's a, a fantastic value play. Suarez has been a little bit better here recently, 2800 Um, Yeah, I mean, the, looking at the pricing on Seattle, holy cow, they're cheap. Um, There's they're certainly, if nothing else, as a mini stack. Like, give me a, a Teoscar Suarez, and if I can get to Julio, great. Um, but if I need to go three cheapies with throwing France in there or something like that, or the cat, one of the catchers, I'm totally good with that. But, man, Seattle is really cheap.
1: Don't hate it. Um, not my favorite, but I don't hate it. I like the pricing, like you mentioned. Um, I'm a sucker for some value. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today?
2: I'm going to go Lance <laughs> Lynn, Lin, facing the highest strikeout team in baseball. I'm
1: gonna go Yusei Kikuchi facing a very high strikeout team as well. Um, like those strikeout matchups,
2: yep. over eight K to score under fifteen. Who's your bust today? Um, Freddie Peralta, really okay. tough spot for him against a scorching hot Atlanta team. Good luck, Freddie. Um, <laughs> I hope it doesn't work out for you. Um,
1: I'm gonna go Paxton. Paxton is a guy I feel like could go thirty or or minus five. Um, so if for this question. I am going to have interest in Paxton, um, but unless I'm going to cheat the game and say Ranger Suarez, uh, I think Paxton's the answer here. Over 4K to hit a home run, who's going yard today?
2: Give me Giancarlo Stanton. Marsh is a, a talented pitcher, but Stanton's due to heat up here soon.
1: I'm going to say Corbin Carroll gets number 20 on the season here. Um, Love this spot for the Arizona Diamondbacks in Cincinnati. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like today?
2: I absolutely love Encarnacion Strand for the Reds at at 3K.
1: Yeah, I like that call as well. Um, Definitely have interest in him. I, I mean, I don't love the ballpark for him. Hold on, uh, the guy that I wrote down. Like the more that like we went through the slate, the more I was like iffy on him. So, um, give me. I'm gonna go all the way down to 2K. Um, give me Deluca um, at 2K here. Love Assuming that. that he starts. If he doesn't start, I'll give you another 2K guy, um, Walner for Minnesota. I've been talking about him this week. Um, big power in the minors. Lance Lynn is very splutes, um, splitzy. So Walner, two uh, K uh, is someone that I like. He had two hits. I think they were singles, but he had two hits yesterday. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who's getting on the board and
2: getting on the board early today? Are we leaving the Cincinnati game in this?
1: No, we take that game off <laughs> for sure.
2: That's. I mean, that's going to be the chalkiest spot on the slate. They're like just two bad pitchers. Awesome home run park. So both of those stacks, obviously um i'm gonna play some yankees today but Marsha's a talented pitcher but that that walk rate going into yankee stadium is a tough spot for a young pitcher so i like the yankees they're cheap too
1: yeah i don't mind that um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go a little a little off the board um today and say yeah i'm gonna go with it give me washington okay it's only six they
2: might only score exactly six but um <laughs> yeah they do, the, the three man. I, th- I think you play them as a mini stack like yeah do they have a, enough to to win the slate on an 11 game slate i don't know but they can certainly be useful value pieces um as a, as a smaller stack do you
1: think like do you think atlanta gets to the point where they're like unplayable because of how like the the stack now you have to have like minimum salary guys like do you think DraftKings makes Atlanta like to the point where
2: they're just like unplayable? Like everybody just physically cannot play five (laughs) Atlanta hitters. I mean, if they keep putting up this many runs, they might get there. I know it's wild.
1: Like I was, I was building a team as we were going and I was like, man, like it is really hard to stack Atlanta today. Um, I'm going to figure it out though.
2: (laughs) I have to (laughs) Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? fun slate um good good spots on both sides pitching w- with the elite guys and some some offenses in great spots as well should be a really fun friday slate fun friday indeed that's going to wrap it up here for friday um
1: somebody be here monday i forget who's on the schedule um i won't be i won't be here for a while hope you guys enjoy um we'll see you soon and have a great weekend